course the dog will start barking. <laughs> Welcome to Unscripted Gaming, the E3 2021 edition. Felix is right on time with the barking. He's, I don't know what he's barking at. There are fireworks going off. We're recording this on Juneteenth. Actually, no. Uh, Anna just walked through the door. All right. It also... Josh! It, it, I, may have, I may have forgotten how to uh, press buttons and make the intro roll and... We might have had to abort a start two or three times already, so yeah, we're doing it's all systems go over here. This is a professional podcast. Yes, professional provide pro- podcast run by professionals for professionals. Absolutely, Josh, how you doing? Ray, I got a glass of Maker's Forty Six here. Mm-hmm. It's Juneteenth. It is, which is now a federal Perfect. holiday. Officially. First time this is yep. a federal holiday, yeah. So I'm, you know, E3 just happened. It did. There was there was some news, so I'm doing okay. How about yourself? I have a uh, Snifter cup full of uh, Zinfandel. Uh, also Juneteenth, the first time at House Hazlip, and uh, I think that's the first time I said my last name on the podcast. Well, go for broke. <laughs> but uh, for for this. A uh, beautiful day. Let, let's talk about what happened during um, E3. You know what? I don't even want to bury the lead. Well, let's wait, not. wait. Just, just so everybody no, knows. I... P.S. Okay. You may be missing seeing that Mike, Mike is not here with us. He is going to be. Oh yeah, yeah. We... Yeah, a little, little brief hiatus for good old Mike. Uh, his, his kindergarten has been officially born into the world as of a few days ago. So, mom, Mike, and kindergarten are all doing well. Uh, but they're at home hanging out as a little family. So, uh, like I said, Mike, Mike will be on a little hiatus, making it in when he can, just like uh, when the baby Metroid and then the other baby Metroid were born, born for me. Which, uh, if you want to use that as a segue, Ray, speaking of baby Metroids. We can use that as a segue. <laughs> uh, also, well wishes to Mike and his new family, uh, which has expanded. But, yes, uh <clears throat> Speaking of baby Metroid, Nintendo drops a, a nuclear bomb to the community. They not only did Nintendo say we have a new Metroid game, that wasn't enough. Not only did they say, you know what, we're not even going to talk about Prime. We're going to talk about Metroid Five. They decided it was a thermonuclear bomb and said, "It, it is Metroid Dread, by the way." The, the, and then they showed this beautiful trailer, which I'll probably play in the background, and that'll probably, like, instantly demonetize us. <laughs> uh, Josh, it lives. Metroid Dread lives. It is Metroid 5 in the Nintendo Treehouse interview uh, with Sakamoto, uh, who, if you guys don't know, is part of the creators of the Metroid series. He has been on just about every Metroid game that isn't Prime. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm correct in that one. Everyone that isn't Prime, I think up to and including the first one. He said, this is it. This is the last one in the series, uh, in the Metroid series. This game is going to tie it all up in a neat little bow. Uh, Any other Metroid games after this will occur somewhere in the game, in the canon after this game. Josh, I'm going to need your thoughts as the Metroid Man 1352. I... uh... So, so many things. Uh, first off, right. <laughs> it, you know, <laughs> the way they talk about, oh, this is the this is the final iteration in the five-part series of Metroid. Like, come on now. 
you did not know 30 something years ago that this was going to be a, a five quote unquote five part series. So you're, you're playing a little bit there, but it's fine. Whatever, you know, mm-hmm. we've all been clambering for a fusion, uh, you know, follow up for a long time now. So we're happy, you know, we're happy to see it. Um, Man, it's been, they kept saying this too. 19 years ago is when fusion came out. I, I, I'm sorry. I interrupted. Please go ahead. I just, that keeps taking me back. Yeah, it's it's been 19 years since any Metroid game has been released. Well, that, that's not sh- true. That's that's sh- sh- that. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. But okay. if you'd have told me, a in like 2006, when a lot of mm-hmm. the stuff around met like the supposed Metroid Dread or the Metroid Prime 1.5 or like. All of the rumors that came around this supposed project and what it was and, like, the different iterations and where they thought it was going to fall, like, that someday they would go ahead and and find a way to repurpose even just that name or that that idea and put that into a game, I would not have believed you. I had also (laughs) fully well expected to go through this entire E3 without... A lick of Metroid Prime 4 news, which technically mm. I did not get. You got not one single word about that game. As a matter of fact, it's almost like they went out of their way to make sure no one talked about it. They're like, ah, d- distraction. Here's this other one over here. They, Please look at that. Uh, uh, Conspiracy theory. They made Metroid 5 so they don't have to talk about Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> That's a, that's a solid conspiracy theory. But uh, I'm, it, it is not unbelievable because when they announced the studio, Retro Studios was taking it over, they probably got a message from Retro saying like, okay, this is how long it's going to take us to make this game. And Nintendo's like, mm-hmm. Sakamoto, come here. You got two years. <laughs> what you got, buddy? Make a, two, make a 2D hey, one happen. Hey, remember, on the Switch. remember that Metroid Dread uh, you, you talked about a while ago? Pull the trigger. Get that out there. Make it happen. I, I don't know how much of the trailer footage or the tree, uh, Nintendo Treehouse footage you watched, Josh, but they showed that you're being constantly hunted by these specific robots called Emmy drones. They don't give you a lot of details about them. Uh, all they know is that if they actually catch Samus, it's a one-hit kill and you have to go back to your last save point or something like that. Or, like, there there are certain checkpoints that you have to go back to if you get caught. It because, It's very much more of a horror game in, the in like, you know the, how the, the Metroid the few... games are inspired by the Alien series. Yeah. And that's very, I mean, that's, you know, very in line with the, the, the Fusion uh, game. You know, you're, you're kind of always got that sense of, you know, the, the Dark Samus, the SAX Samus, like, that god-awful embodiment of your former armor is chasing you around fully powered and just looking to kill you um so you know that Mm -hmm. in in the sense of like okay this is supposed to be a a sequel and a follow-up to metroid fusion you know that's kind of keeps in theme with what occurred in that game um so i can see that yeah uh, Sakamoto had said that 
this game they tried to make before and they felt like the technology just wasn't there to fully realize it. I don't know if that was necessarily 100% true. Like, what I saw in the trailer did not make me think like, yeah, this was impossible to do 10 years ago. It's like, ah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> is it? Is it like the AI tech just wasn't smart enough? I don't know. But uh, uh, we have a message from Mike. Uh, he His exact words, dispatch from Mike. Uh, I can't believe the Metroid fam is finally eaten. <laughs> and Nintendo did, went all out. They changed their Twitter and their Facebook handle. They changed their profile pic to Samus. They changed their header to remind you of the exact release date, which is October 8th of 2021. So it's this year. It's in, uh, ooh, it's in four months. Ooh, yeah, it's ooh, not long. They're going to make that? They might make that. This, hopefully. I will say, that the, I feel like, and I feel like Nintendo has been doing this for like a year or two now where they'll just be like, hey, check out this game. Oh, by the way, it launches in like, you know, eight weeks. Get ready, which yeah, I'm all about. Um, but, I, you know, I will say it's like I feel like they heard all of the um, fan outlet, you know, backlash when like, oh, hey, we did takeovers for Mario and all the, you know, Zelda and all these other like big anniversaries. And then when, you know, Metroids comes around, it's like, Oh, maybe they tweeted out a, uh, hey, it's it's her it's her birthday. So you know, for them to really go full like just go in on it, it's very exciting to see that they you know, <laughs> might also be because they don't really have a lot of else you know, other else coming up this year, so they had to get behind something. Mm -hmm. But you know, hey, I'll t I'll take what I can get at this point. It's been nineteen years. It, it's been 19 years since they were very specific about that. It's been 19 years since the last 2D numbered, Metroid game that Metroid. is new. That is new to the series. We're not gonna look at uh the other 2D Metroid game that was new that wasn't new because Samus Returns is a remake. I guess they don't count that. And yeah, I I, I guess if you want to be like exactly absolutely fair, yes. Uh, Samus Returns is a good remake. Uh, it It's better than the Game Boy iteration in literally every way imaginable. But it's because, not better than uh, the fan remake that it was competing with at the time. It is not better than AM2R. I am so sorry, but AM2R is special. Especially the way you kill that Queen Metroid and uh, the way Samus like crunches down. and mm, mm, yep. AM2R is a treat. It that, is. That's and, special. and I will say, I think... If, like, okay, if you were to say, let's put Samus Returns on the Switch, I think it would mm -hmm. be better. But, like, that game with that console and that thumbstick, just it just makes it so hard to control. You know, th there's there's something there. But, like, when you, when you put it on that console and then you put it up against AM2R, it just it doesn't compare. And, obviously, no. Other M came out, you know in that span as well but we you know we try not to talk about that we we could spend another podcast just talking about where the the failures of other m but we shouldn't do that we should talk about the other nintendo titles that came out we, how about well that? we should do that podcast but just not here that's that's the not new... here yes i you, i i would you know I me i can always rant a... about other m a 10-year anniversary uh breakdown of uh, yeah, the 10-year anniversary of Other M. I think that's either this year or it was was it last year? I'll have to double-check and look it's it up. It's coming up, I, I think. 
Um, I, I thought it came out in October 2011. You might be right. I was Josh, in I was in college at the time, and I was a junior, eight, nine, so it might be 11, yeah. And I uh, I, I, I remember this because I remember in my dorm room, I, fi- I finished the game. I knew there was post-mission stuff. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Hit the button, ejected the disc, put it in the case, yep, yep. closed that disc, yep. immediately got in my car and went to GameStop and said, I- I'm done. That is, yeah, that is one of the few Metroid games I don't have in my collection because I did the same thing. I actually 100% of it. It didn't take long. It's, it's not that good of a game. Um, <laughs> very bad. Very bad. I, I wanted to hunt. I wanted to 100% it, so I never had a reason to ever play it again. Like, no, no, thank you. Uh, why don't we talk about a good game? Uh, Advance Wars One and Two is getting a remaster on the Switch. That's great. It's being done by Way Forward. That's excellent news. <laughs> I see nothing but a win here. I I can't... Again, things I wasn't expecting for 500, Alex, pour some out. But, like, if you'd have told me, like, going into this E3 year, we were ever going to see even even a remaster of, of Advance Wars again, let alone, you know, just anything in the franchise, period. Like, I would have said no. But I also believe that putting this out is just them, you know testing the waters for a new property like you don't put out a, a remaster like this if you're not trying to gauge interest in putting out a a new property in my opinion i mean they absolutely should make a new advance wars the last advance wars um that was released days of ruin um whew, that was like it got it had the mechanics of advance wars but it was like a very much man post-apocalyptic war as hell it's like all right, guys. This this is actually not why I play these games. Maybe tone it down a second. May may scale that back. Can to- we go back to Dual Strike? Dual Strike was fun. Can we can we thread that line a little better there? Yeah, it, it, it's it's a fun little war game. Yes, war is awful. Thank you. I don't need reminded of that. What what happened to the colorful little soldiers? <laughs> yeah. sending to stomp on cities to symbolize capture again. That that was fun. Go back to that. What about the fat little bombers that are just, like, bumblebeeing through the air? I want more of that! <laughs> you know, the cute little scout, uh, the cute little scout cars that shoot 50 cow bullets yeah. at the cute little toy soldiers? <laughs> That's <laughs> fun! That's great! And they, like, eh, and then, like, explode or whatever, and, you know. Yeah, they, they, they pop off the screen, like, oh no! Like, yeah, yeah. guys, Advance Wars isn't supposed to be serious. Like, they're like, Koopa 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 I'm like, Ooh! Like, the, I, I'm going to spoil Days of Ruin. The final boss is killed by a pistol shot to the gut in Days of Ruin. Like, that that was a Game Boy... That was a Nintendo DS game. Like, calm it the hell down. Goodness <laughs> gracious. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, we, we don't have to talk about that. that I, I want the new Advance Wars 1 and 2 to do good. I've been looking forward to that. It, it I've been playing Wargroove on the side. Um, so this will satiate my love of that type of tactics game. Um... All right. Well, so thing that real happened. quick, and, oh, and go ahead. I, you know, I don't know because I, I I've been trying to catch up on on some of the E three news that I missed because I was too drunk on just like hearing there was going to be a new Metroid and like being that, that is to, a fair thing to be drunk on. It yeah. was it was hard for me to like read articles and watch videos because everything was blurry. Because again, drunk on Metroid. Um, did they release pricing information for Advance Wars one and two? And like, have they talked about obviously you know cutting down to a single screen? You know have they shown what that's going to look like? Are they, you know, is it all just kind of, kind of be condensed into one? 
situation. I'm going to... I mean, so the original Advance Wars... Um, Did it come out on Game Boy Advance? On... That was a Game Boy Advance game. Okay, so yeah, you're right. At one and two. Dual Strike was the one on DS. Okay, okay. That's why I, I couldn't remember if how far back they were. God, they're older than I thought, too. Jesus. Yeah, they're they're pretty up there, man. Like... We have to face facts. We're getting up there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just stop. Uh, the Advance Wars uh, 1 and 2 Reboot Camp is what they're calling it. That's cute. Uh, that is that is the full pot, sir. That is $60. $60. And uh, uh, coming out this December. Um, what do you mean, two? That's a good holiday release game. Yeah. I... I don't know. You, you, you feel $60 is a little high? I, you know... Nintendo does that. They they do. they do remasters and they charge the full pot of whatever it is on that system. Like that remaster Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, um I think it's just called Reawakening. I don't know, I forget. I think so. the, the one on the Switch. That one was also 60 bucks and it's just like a very it's re, it's a remastered version of a relatively short Game Boy game, like Game Boy game. So they they do that. They, I yeah. guess Nintendo's just like, yeah, we can get away with it. Other remasters are like forty bucks, thirty bucks. See, that's one, of, and that's one of those things where I, you know, that's a discussion for another time. But you know, I say something like that, you charge forty bucks for, get the hype built for it coming back, and then the next, like, the full fat version. You charge sixty bucks for, but hey, that's just me. Anyway, yeah, that that would be cool if they like if Nintendo like contracted that way for it. Like, make okay, let's pretend it sells well. Make a brand new Advance Wars game. Like, make one that takes place after three. We're going to say Dual Strike doesn't exist or something like that. I would be kind of cool with that. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to pretend Days of Ruin doesn't exist because Days of Ruin pretends the other Advance Wars don't exist. So what's good for the goose is good for the candor. <laughs> All right, what else? What um, else? We, what else? What else did you see you liked? Kazuya Mishima uh, was announced for Smash. That's hot. I don't care what anyone says. A fucking Tekken character coming to Smash. That's hot. That that and he does a ten hit combo. Mm. I love the announcement, too, how he's just, like, killing a bunch of characters and throwing them off the mountainside. That, uh, oh, that... that picture of him, I think I think he's holding Ryu over the edge. Oh, yeah! And, like, everybody's like, yo, we gotta get this guy! Oh, man, that's good. Uh, that, that was actually commissioned by Harada to uh, tease the fighting game community because there's always a, a rivalry between Tekken and Street Fighter yeah. in the FGC. Um, I thought that was great. I thought that was hot. Um, the entire announcement of that was hot. There's not much more to say about it. I'm I'm a hundred percent a uh, a DLC simp for Smash Ultimate. Every single DLC that they release, I just like okay. I'm just gonna pre order the DLC. As as somebody who's only bought the free characters on Smash uh, Ultimate, and not mm. really kept up uh, because I'm I'm a I'm a casual scrub. How much do the characters typically go for? When they... Oh, they're uh, they're six to seven dollars each. I think they're six bucks each. So yeah, I think I'm in the pot for like more than the original price of the cartridge. <laughs> Easy. No, I definitely am because I have all of season two, which was like thirty five bucks. So call me what you will. Uh, you are correct to do so. But damn, I love that series. You're God, again. God. You're not. You're not as bad as our colleague 
when it comes to a certain um, looter shooter uh, base in yeah. space. But you, you've—it's always good. I, when, I, it's I, always good when you've doubled the price of the original game through DLC. They got me. They got me good. They've kept. They've kept it rolling. They used a strategy that absolutely worked towards my lizard brain. I'm gonna own up to it. Yeah, I. I've opened my wallet and you guys got paid. Congratulations. But it's it's every single time. It's a brand new fighting game character that you can't unlock any other way. And I feel like I, I want to keep supporting that. And I know I can make every excuse in the book for, like, you know, buying DLC for a game I like. But it's a fighting game. And that, that that's the only thing I got going for it is I just like, I like fighting games. Josh, you've known that for, like, decades now i love yes. fighting games and, and smash is like my dream fighting game i will gladly give every single time they're like you want six bucks for a character absolutely i want to pay you six dollars for a character excuse me let me pre-order the character man as as <laughs> let me help you Jeez. yeah that's a problem i you know all right let's talk about the next game before i sip too hard for sakurai we're just gonna uh, call this instead of E3 recap. It's just gonna be a raised simp cast. <laughs> uh, Breath of the Wild Two showed a minute and a half of footage. Um, yeah, it, it, it looks like you're playing also a different character because one of those characters only kind of looked like Link. Was it Link? Was it the Link from Skyward Sword? I'm not sure, but parts of Breath of the Wild do take place in the sky now, so it's interesting. I have no idea what to make of it. They say the release date is 2022. I don't believe them. <laughs> Not for a second. Yeah. There's, there, ha there has piece of trivia for the people listening and for Josh, in case you didn't know it. There has never been a Zelda game that released on a console that when they give a release date, released on time. That has never once happened. I don't believe it's going to happen this time either. Prove me wrong. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, Nintendo. Or don't. And it just release a better do you game hear, for Do it. you hear that, Mr. Nintendo? Balls in Mr. your hand. Nintendo. Mm -hmm. No, I... I, you know... I very much enjoyed Breath of the Wild. It's, it's you know... It's very good that we are getting that occasional sign of life. But much like the original Breath of the Wild... You know, I avoided a lot of the, the preliminary content because... From the very early on, they're like, hey, this is going to be a very different experience. Things are going to be different. Look at the grandiose nature. Not, you know, I per maybe I'm just for forgetting because it was so long ago now. But, you know, I don't feel like there was a mm -hmm. ton of, like, really deep information about the game. So, at this point, I'm like, I don't really want much more detail about the game. Because I think part of the, and we all know my opinions on trailers and spoilers and whatnot anyway but like part of the yeah. appeal of breath of the wild was the exploration and the the grandeur and finding things as you went along and i kind of want the same i want the same experience about breath of the wild too i want to know that it's on track or not give me a little bit here and there but for the most part you know i don't need a lot just knowing that it's gonna come out at some point and it's still getting worked on and we'll go from there yeah, yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair. I think so. So you're of the crowd that's like, hey, a minute and a half footage, that's more than I need. You could have given me 30 seconds and I'd have been satisfied. Yep. Okay, that's that's 
That's very fair. I, I completely respect that and I agree with that. Uh, because yes, uh, one of the worst things that the game can do is spoil its entire story. And one of the worst things that movies do nowadays is spoil their entire plot if you watch too many trailers in a row. It's just, you can just figure out how the movie goes. Yep. I, uh, yeah, like, I'll be honest, like, the, the Metroid 5 trailer, um, I did not finish, I got, I saw that it existed, I mm-hmm. freaked the, the, you know, freaked out. Yep. I did not finish the video. I said, okay, that's all I need. Ooh, that's dude. all I need to know. I saw the oh, suit. Oh, okay. I saw the baddie. I saw a little bit of the motion and mechanics, and I I bounced out. You didn't see, like, one of the newer mechanics that was added to it? Nope. I, I saw somebody Okay, po- I, won't, I won't talk about I it. I saw somebody posting about it later um, mm-hmm. because one thing we didn't talk about is how fucking toxic – the metroid community has been in some capacities um yeah and so somebody was shit posting about it and i saw it there but other than that you know i i, I bounced out yeah uh the uh the only thing i shared with josh which besides i shared like you know memes about the fact that metroid dread excuse my language the fact that metroid dread fucking exists uh, I, I I think that's an extreme enough case in and of itself. God, can you believe that? Remember when we used to see that in like an EGM magazine? They're like, oh shit, Metro Dread. What's it? Why is it called Dread? What's happening? Is Samus being chased? And that, wow, can't believe it's real. Anyways, uh, I I I the fan theory I shared with Josh was like, I can't believe we're bouncing back to Metroid. We just can't help ourselves. <laughs> um. Since Samus is now part Metroid, the Federation is hunting her down because we're like, excuse you, Samus, remember when we gave you that genocide mission on SR388 of kill all Metroids? Um, that's part and parcel of a whole package. I can't help but notice you walking around looking a little sus. Yeah, remember when we said we wanted all the Metroids dead? Well... You know how everybody has been, you know, jokingly calling you Metroid for a long time because, you know, it's uh, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Ooh, but it's not funny anymore. <laughs> we got to do you in. <laughs> Deploy the robots. <laughs> I don't know if that's a story, but if that actually ends up being like the lore of like the Federation says, nah, we got to take out Samus. One, she's a threat. Two, she's a Metroid. And I... I'm, I'm going to be honest, Josh. When you put it like that, I'm kind of with the Federation. <laughs> they have a point. It's like, that's a hard, that's a hard thing to argue. Uh, she can kill the X-Parasites. That's great. She, if she does that. this game doesn't end with Samus on, like, in the, the head chair of the Galactic Federation, just, like, oh. sitting there like, I run this shit now, like... <laughs> They're they're not being that, brave enough. They're not being brave enough. That's how the series ends. Samus says, "You want that? You want the ex parasites dead? You leave me in charge. And don't you ever send another robot. Don't you ever get my name out of your mouth. First of all, don't you ever send the robot after me again. <laughs> Just like maximum sass, Samus Aaron. Oh, I. Mm, that's how you end the series. Absolutely." Yep. All right, let's go back to talking a bunch of other boring games. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, actually, this one I don't know if you got to play this one. Uh, did you ever play the Mario and Rabbids uh game that came out like in 2017? Kingdom Battle. 
Yeah, Kingdom yes, Battle. That's I right. did not finish it, um, but I did okay. play a bit of it. Um, okay. I, you know, I enjoyed the game. It, it did not, like, I did not feel compelled to finish it, especially when other games came along, but I, yeah. it was charming. I, I enjoyed what I played of it. I, uh, I, I ended up beating that game, um, just cause, well, honestly, I was on like vacation in 2017 a lot, and that is a great game to kind of travel, uh, with. It's, it's baby's first XCOM is the way I kind of like reductively called it. And, uh, it was fine. It was good. Some parts of it were kind of weird. Like all the rabid characters, they were all just overpowered. It that was odd. Like I wanted to use like the classic Nintendo characters, and you had to have, I think, you had to have one yeah. Of if them. I remember correctly, you had to have one classic Nintendo character on your team. Your team could not be entirely rabbits. Um, so I guess they kept that going. But yeah, yeah, it was fun. I, I'm glad there's a part two for people that want it because the game reviewed well. Apparently, it sold well. Uh. I don't know if I want to play it. I'm going to be honest. Uh, maybe if I'm really, really bored. Like, I've played XCOM. i played both XCOMs. I've I've played the first Mario and Rabbids. I don't know if I really want to play a second. But for the people that are excited for this game, good on you. I hope you Yeah, I, I do believe there was a big fan base who, like, got really into it and played it a ton. Um, and, you know, the Rabbids, the Rabbids have been popular for a long time. So, you know, you always love a good mm. uh, little mashup crossover there. So... Um, yeah, un unless the game, like, does something completely groundbreaking and, and reviews well, it's probably one that I will skip, but like you said, for those who are yeah. big, you know, Rabbids, Cross, Mario fans, I'm glad the game exists, and I'm, I'm sure that's one that was pretty, you know, an, an easy one to fill out the, the Switch library with, you know, a release schedule with that doesn't take a ton of, like, I mean, I don't want to sound reductive, but, like, it doesn't take a ton of creative effort to, like, make another entry in that style of game. Yeah, it looks like they changed up a couple different things. Like, Mario now has two guns as opposed to one. Goddamn right. All right, now give, I am. Give, well, Mario, uh, give Mario more guns. Now I am being reductive. Uh, <laughs> what we're talking about. Okay, it was kind of a meme at first. Like, oh, fuck, Mario has a gun. <laughs> But now it's like, well, what if he had two guns? It's like, eh, it doesn't have as much impact. I just played a whole game where Mario had a gun. You know what I mean? Let's, uh, that's a good transition. Let, let's talk about some of the Ubisoft games that they announced. Also, Ubisoft, please correct your sexual harassment situation you got going on. We, we haven't forgotten about it. Please do something about that. That would be good. Also, please stop crunching your devs to death. All right, we're going to talk about Ubisoft. Uh, Ubisoft got a contract to make the next three avatar games based on the next three avatar movies can i just say it i saw this on twitter so i'm gonna steal it and i forget who said it like i wish i had that much confidence <laughs> to say oh yeah the next three movies in this series that most people just forgot about existed avatar and i'm talking about the avatar with the blue aliens we're going to make three more movies about them we're so confident those three movies will do great that we're going to have three whole other video games based on it. And they're movie-based video games, too. So they actually announced Avatar 2, 3, and 4 at a E3 press event. That was... That's amazing to me. <clears throat> Josh, do you care about Avatar? Not in the slightest. I've never even okay. seen the movie. 
Really? That's extra shocking to me. The the extent of my Avatar knowledge, I've mm-hmm. there's like one scene that I've seen like two times somehow. Um, I know I know the the dude goes into like a suit to get into the blue guy and go and like do stuff, and I've you know walked through the like Avatar world at Animal Kingdom in Disney, and it is very yeah. pretty and cool, and that is the extent of my Avatar knowledge. And I don't. Wait, give... Is this a Disney property now? I don't know that it's a Disney property, but I, you know, I think that they've at least had some sort of partnership to build uh, the world of Avatar in the Animal Kingdom and like have a couple rides there and whatnot. That's, huh? Yeah, I just looked at that Pandora World made it in 2017. Uh, okay, next question: Is Avatar owned by Disney? Oh wait, uh, huh. The Disney company bought 20th Century Studios, so technically, oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. That's awful. That's I have nothing positive to say about that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Please, House of Mouse, stop. Please. Okay, that depresses me. We're going to move on. I don't Next care about... Game. I don't care about okay. Avatar, but Pandora Land is pretty cool looking. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen Pocahontas? Yes. You've technically seen Avatar. <laughs> I've heard that before. Uh, it, it's 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 space Pocahontas. There's no other way to really put it. Like Disney Pocahontas, not the actual story. Uh, next, Far Cry Six got like hours upon hours of footage and gameplay of that. And I'm not kidding. There's a two-hour like gameplay and reveal video you can watch on YouTube of this game. You'll get as much Far Cry 6 information as you can hope to get. Uh, it takes place in Cuba. Uh, it's got a brand new bad guy. Uh, it also, they announced DLC to where you can play as any of the bad guys from previous Far Cry games. So, there you go. With uh, Maybe, Josh, do you like Far Cry? I remember you played uh, the fourth one and said, if I remember correctly, it's too similar to the third one. I think that was Mike. Um, Mike said that, okay. Because I've never played any Far Cry. Really? Okay, maybe it was Mike then. Yeah, right. so, I mean, I've I've been interested in the Far Cries, and I think I think I have Far Cry, Far Cry 3 downloaded on Steam or something, but I've never launched it or played it, so, um, I, you know... In my personal opinion, if you... All the latest Far Cries are based off the formula that 3 goes on. So if you play, if you were to play Far Cry 3, and then you play Far Cry Blood Dragon, it's DLC that's based on 80s sci-fi tech chic. Yeah. I think you've gotten all of the Far Cry experience of the last, like, several, several years. Over the last decade or two, honestly. Uh, they also announced Far Cry Primal 2. I... This is not to say anything negative about the devs. I forgot Far Cry Primal 1 existed. I didn't play that game. I had zero interest. And when they say Primal 2, I was like, oh. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. Is there really a Primal 2? Yeah, yeah. I, Ray, I said that as a joke. Like, there's no... <laughs> I, I, let me look it up. Primal 2. Uh, 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 
Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> I saw something earlier. Far Cry New Dawn is technically a follow-up uh, to... Pro it, it, it's this article I saw off of Venture Beat. Is a follow-up to Primal and Blood Dragon in the fact that it, it, it's a brand new type of story. Okay, that makes more sense. I, I never I, mind. I'm mistaken. I made a I made a joke when there you know in a in a chat with uh, some friends of ours as, as the uh, you know speculation and, and showcases were on and Far Cry got announced. I, I made a Far Cry Primal Two joke and um, I, for a second I thought that it actually happened. And I was like, oh my god, a I'm clairvoyant and b nobody who asked for that. You're absolutely right. That was my mistake. I thought there was a Primal 2. Nope. <clears throat> primal 1. Alright. That makes more sense because I I completely keep forgetting Primal 1 even exists. And that's not on the dev's fault. I just have zero interest in playing a caveman game. Just none. I, I right. also just like I don't know. and I, I don't know that many people who are like super into Far Cry anymore. I just don't. I don't know who these games are for. It's got Brian? a community. It's definitely got a pretty decent-sized community of people that like those types of open-world games. Teach their own. It, it, if you like open-world first-person shooters where you progressively get stronger and you're dealing with a maniac psychopath that is the big bad of the game, that then that is the series for you. That's typically what That's all fair. the last like games since like 2010, 2012 have been about. Yeah. Yeah, it's got the market. Uh, I forgot who made this game, but I I'll transition to the next game called Redfall. Mike, Lo oh, it's Bethesda. Okay, we can start talking about Bethesda games. Uh, it looks like a um, uh, what do you call that? Asymmetric shooter. Uh, but it's made by Arcane Studios, and you're taking out vampires. There you go. Yeah. Uh, made by the same team that made Dishonored and uh, Prey. Uh, you pick from a, a group of heroes, and you go vampire hunting. Uh, oh, yeah. I've got not much more to say about that. Uh, asymmetric shooters definitely have their place. They're, me and the boys are still waiting for the asymmetric shooter. Um, what, what is it? Uh, the new Aliens one that's coming out. Aliens Fireteam. Oh, still yeah. waiting for that. Someday. Oh, Okay. But before we before we get into um, before we get into the big uh, Bethesda event, there was a giant game that I'm actually looking forward to playing, and I'm gonna give it a, like a month or two on the back burner just to let it cool off. Josh, they announced the next Battlefield game. Now that's a game that me, me and all the boys need to go ahead, log online, and play a lot of Battlefield, tons of Battlefield. This was during the uh, Toxic Xbox 360 Xbox Live days. We'd all play a lot of Battlefield 3. Goodness gracious. A fuck ton of Battlefield 3. Mike Mike and I, back in the day, we, me and him were an unstoppable tank crew. Like, if you got me in the driver's seat and Mike on the gun, boy howdy, we would run train. And, you know, he we had the perfect, like, you know... All the all the right setup, Mike would engineer and like oh, it was perfect. It was amazing. Oh, I cannot wait to bring that back. The uh, I was hoping for twenty one forty three, and other people are just hoping for like just a new modern battlefield. Everyone's done with World War Two and Battlefield One, the World War One, 
game. There is no need for a follow-up to that game. I think we can all agree. Battlefield 1 has said and done everything it needs to do. So they met the community in the middle, and there is a Battlefield 2142. There's still some futuristic weapons. Kind of. It's kind of like, yeah, what if, like, 20 years from now, what will the weapons look like? Not much changes. Uh, but you get wingsuits, you get some new gunships, and the trailer is great because it actually leans so hard into the skid of, like, we know what sort of ridiculousness you guys are going to do. Here's some guy jumping out of an F-35 Lightning, firing an anti-air missile at the plane that was chasing him, and hopping back into the same F-35. We all know what you guys, what yep. kind of antics you guys get up into. It, yeah, the, it was honestly one of the best Battlefield trailers I've seen in a long time. Yeah, the, the like, okay, you don't need to advertise Battlefield as this straight buttoned up, like, war experience, war is real, like, because nobody watches that kind of content. When they go and they look up Battlefield highlights, they're going and they're looking up those ridiculous kind of like, oh, I'm going to fall from a helicopter and then I'm going to throw some C4 out onto the ground and let it rain down on a jeep that's driving underneath me while i also then stinger this a jet that was following me and then somehow i'm gonna get back into my helicopter blow both up and then keep going on drop in on the objective and capture it like that's what we're looking for and to acknowledge that and go in on that in your advertising perfection I want to bring to note uh, the original Battlefield 2, uh, original Battlefield 2, it's just called Battlefield 2, of like how tight the hitboxes in that game was. There is a video online, and I might have to post it to you later, of in Battlefield 2, someone fires an anti-vehicle rocket, I think it was just an RPG, at a guy that is a gunner in a helicopter. And the rocket passes through the helicopter, past the gunner, and just out the other side because the doors are open. And I'm like, you know what, that, that's hitboxing I can appreciate. <laughs> but th it's like ridiculous moments like that. I used to have a roommate, like, way back in Battlefield 2 came out, that I watched him put a bunch of C4 onto a jet that was on a tarmac, and he just waited in the bushes until, like, the enemy player took off in the jet. And when it was up at the apex of its flight, he just activated it, and you just saw it blow up in <laughs> the air. Just the silly shit like that. You, you, you love to see it, ladies and gentlemen. Also, they, uh, they're really hyping up in their gameplay reveal and in that original trailer uh, that came out like a couple weeks ago. Like, there's going to be tornadoes in this game. Like, oh, why? And then they explained why in their gameplay reveal. Josh, it is uh, the PC version, the PS5 and the Xbox One version will have 64 on 64 matches. And we were like... That's that's PS3 mag levels of players, and I am terrified because 32 on 32, really good fun, lots of chaos. I have played the mag. I have played a full mag matchup where it's like a wasn't it well, one mag went up to 256. Yeah, I was say 128 versus 128 technically. Okay. Yeah, one I have played that, and I have played the one below that, the 64 and 64, and um. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you guys have tried that, but that is you can't coordinate when there's that many people uh, shooting at you. That is, you spawn and you immediately find cover because there are tons of people looking for any reason to shoot in your like immediate geolocation. So, 
I, I hope the maps are big. They're saying that each map is going to be eight uh, square kilometers. That's insane to me, but I I hope that works out. I'm yeah. looking forward to playing I'm also, it. I'm, I'm also interested to see, because I did see that this is still coming to Xbox One and PS4, but scaled yep. down to 64 players total. So I also wonder if they're going to cut yeah. down the maps for those as well. They would have to. You you remember when um they released Battlefield Four? I think yeah, it was BF Four on like the um PS3 and Xbox uh 360. Was it Battlefield Four? I forget which one it was. Now now I can't remember. No, I'm sorry. It was Battlefield Three. They released on the um Xbox 360. And yeah, I know you definitely played that. But yeah, they scaled down the player size. They're like, you we can't handle 32 on 32, so you guys are 16 on 16, 32 player maps. And they scaled down the size of the maps drastically to compensate for that. Mm. So I imagine the exact same thing is going to happen here. Um, let's let's go to the next game. Well, I last notes on Battlefield 2042. Um, if you pre-order the game, you'll be invited to the beta. I don't trust Dice Games in the first week of launch. I've learned my lesson. I've been burned too many times. I, if you. I don't know what you're going to do, Josh. I'm not diving in on the first week. I'm going to dive in like... I'm going to give him a month. Give, give him a month to figure out I'm, everything that's going to go mm, wrong. I can't decide. There's a part of me that wants to just go in for it. Um, th okay. Th this is also something I need to look into. Because as a Xbox um, Game Pass subscriber... I get access to EA Play Basic oh, yeah. in as part of my subscription. I don't know that there's a way that I can like say, okay, can I send EA five more dollars and bump up to the you know premium tier? Because this is this is one of those things that may make me go ahead and say like, okay, I could. I could bump up to that premium tier because, you know, it's only an extra however many dollars on top of what I'm already spending. Um, mm -hmm. Because in that case, I'm already pay Like, I've got the subscription, so it's already there. So I can just jump in. No no harm, no foul. Um, I definitely won't pre-order it. Like, I'm not like, oh, I need to play the beta and get in on it. But, um, you know, maybe a day one for me. It may be a, like you getting, you know, getting in in a, in a month once you know, the whole squad is coordinated. Like, like, okay, this is the week we're, this is the weekend we're going to get it and we're going to play it together. Let's all down, you know, let's all buy it on Thursday, download it Thursday and Friday during the day. And then Friday night, we're going in squad up. Let's, let's go in with the basic weapons. Let's go in with the basic kit. We, we, we messing some people up and then we all get sniped by a jet. Yep. <laughs> immediately just be like a jet just a jet that's been playing for a month straight it's just like oh look there's a bunch of noobs down there hold on oh. I, I got i got my tactical <laughs> it's an a10 warthog that's just like this is meant for takes but that also means it works on people no no right it'll be even more ridiculous that it's somebody flying an a10 with somebody literally sitting on top of it with a sniper rifle pow pow getting all you know i would be happy about that because i'm like <laughs> ah yes Yes, this, this is what, this is actually what I signed up this for. This is the battlefield I know and love. No, the the A10 Warhog was flung by a tornado, and there's a guy that's sniping off the wing of it, and you're like, mm, yeah, this this was the sixty dollars I spent. That's exactly right. Yes, 
This is home. The, yeah, we we're we're back in it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, I uh, while we're talking about uh games that we're probably gonna wait on, uh, Halo Infinite, uh, the multiplayer of it is going free to play. Yeah, great, awesome. I mean, I'll download it. I'll get Halo Infinite as a Xbox Game Pass subscriber, so you know. Why not? Yeah. I, I I don't, you know, I haven't played 4 and 5 because those aren't on Game Pass yet, so... You, you should play 4, I would avoid 5. I would actually YouTube video 5. And it, this is not to, like, say bad things about the developers at 343 Industries, but I absolutely will not recommend anyone to play 5. <laughs> I mean, it's it one is. of those if 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 something were to happen and all of a sudden they're like, oh, they're available, bef- like right, you know, hype for launch. But I haven't heard any like information or rumors about those, so it's like, eh, well, if, you know, if you play, if you get it for free, play five because I I don't, you shouldn't spend that much money on it. Also, you could beat it inside of a, a short Saturday. It is a extremely short game, like five hours to beat or something at, like at that. this it's, point whenever the 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 store you know the actual like story of halo um infinite launches if four and five aren't mm-hmm. available you know i will just watch videos and get up to speed and play it because like you know it's four a halo- is really good though well the story in four is not great the story in five is somehow even worse but the gameplay in four is really solid uh, i i really liked it Five went too far. Five is not Halo. It it is it is Halo. It, it is different. It is too different. Is it too Call of Duty fied? You do aim down sights in it, and that's always weird in a Halo game. Not gonna lie, that's they only Same really do that in that. Reach, right? They started that in Reach, yeah, and then I think uh, 4 carried it on with, like, all weapons, and then 5 leans into that skid. 5 gives you a bunch of superpowers that you can just activate at certain points, and I'm like, I, am I am I still playing Halo? I don't know. It, But, anyways, next game. Um, Josh, since you brought up the uh, the Xbox uh, Game Pass... Yeah, uh, this, this is the big, like... This is the big thing I wanted to talk about is like yeah yeah I'll, I'll give you, you go into it then you know uh, the, the, this is where normally you know maybe the the tech minute would start but um, you know talking about the future of Xbox and what's next for Xbox in general and Game Pass and and stuff that I've been talking about a lot um, and speculating on is what comes next. And honestly, it's a, it's a multi-fronted uh, endeavor from Microsoft and from Xbox. So they did confirm, like, hey, yes, our development team are working on, you know, the next generation of hardware. We are developing new hardware and whatnot moving forward. But they also said, hey, we're working with TV partners right now to put Xbox Play Anywhere Game Pass onto TVs, onto potential, like, Roku-like streaming devices, which honestly, like, makes so much sense. Um, I have not actually uh, 
gotten into trying any of the Xbox Play Anywhere stuff yet, uh, but I am a Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, and I am going to be traveling soon, so I am hoping to give that a shot um, in the near future. But for somebody like me, being able to go out and buy a TV in the next year or so that has already built in it Netflix, you know, Prime Video, all you know, all those apps, and then I can just hook my controller up to it and play an Xbox game through my TV over the cloud. Like that just makes so much sense. It, and it's one of those things like I will never have to buy an Xbox ever again. I will keep my 15 buck a month subscription in perpetuity. I will play the games I want to play on my PC or on my TV or where, you know, on my laptop, wherever I'm at. But I don't know. It, it is one of those things I've been talking about for a little while, and it's it, I feel slightly vindicated to get to see that, like, yeah, yeah, we're going to have another Xbox, but, like, no, but Xbox is going to be in your TV, like, real soon. Yeah, for, for the people that want that, that's great. I am still very much a buy physical, especially for games that you really want, because I'm sorry to say, and uh, still working in the game industry... Uh, I, I still, I still don't trust like hardware publishers to not completely screw the pooch at times and just say, yeah, that game was accessible, but what if it wasn't? What if it absolutely, what if we just removed your ability to ever play it? And that still gives me pause. Of course, you know. I'm talking about someone that, like, still will go out of my way, and if it's a game, I'm like, I'm gonna hit this game, quit it, and then never worry about it again. Like what I'm doing with Resident Evil 8, which I'm more than... I'm I'm actually really close to the finish line for that game. I, I know we didn't talk about what games we were playing at the start of the podcast, because Metroid needed to be talked about, damn it. Almost finished with Resident Evil 8. Really fun game if you like horror games. Um, it is... I know a lot of you thinking like, oh yeah, that's the game where you get chased by the giant uh, nine foot tall vampire lady. I mean, yes, that absolutely does happen. And if you're into that, you trust me, they give you a lot to get into. Uh, but I, it is still a horror game. There is a section of the game that I described uh, to Anna. Uh, she's off in the corner. I described it to her and she said, I am now very uncomfortable. I want to go to the corner and just chill for a couple of minutes. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't have to play it. Uh, it is still very much a horror game. Um, okay, moving forward. So, uh, speaking of... I, you know, and, and here's one of the areas where I kind of, like, disagree a little bit. And it's like, I get what you're saying. But mm. for me, like, yes, I have a... I have a Super Nintendo somewhere, and I do have, like, a cartridge of Super Metroid, and I will cherish uh -huh. that forever. But, like, at some point, the battery in that is going to die, and, yeah, like, yeah. The, the, the stuff in the Super Nintendo will break, and, like, yeah, I might be able to get another chip and put it in, and there are, like, reproduction situations that I can buy and put together and solder and all that jazz, but, like... For the most part, if I want to play Super Metroid, I'm going to play it on here, and I'm going to emulate it, and that's that's enough. And and you know, 
I don't know. There, like, there, no, there, there's a large argument to be made about the emulation scene being a great uh, repository for games because a lot of publishers just simply don't care about... Uh, you, you, quick story while we're talking about this. You know why we didn't get a remaster of Final Fantasy VIII until, like, a couple years ago? Like, a year or two ago? It's because Square Enix actually deleted all the code for it. And so they had to take a disc and some of the files that were stored on for the Steam release, which was the PC version, and they had to remake Final Fantasy VIII off of that. Companies simply don't care about, like, game preservation. It is up to us the users yeah the consumers to do it because the the companies have abandoned us like good luck right now imagine you josh you want to play uh deadpool a game that came out like i don't know a long time ago honestly you can't there's no legal way you can play the video game deadpool even unless you find a physical copy which is selling for quite a bit uh jim sterling had like a whole video about like how nintendo uh game boy advance games have just skyrocketed in price because people now realize there's no other way to get these games and nintendo is not re-releasing these thousands of games or making them accessible there's no preservation status on them so if you want to preserve these games if you want Final Fantasy VI for the Game Boy Advance, which I now have to cherish my copy, that's going to set you back like a hundred plus dollars. Uh, the Game Boy Advance isn't even the best version. It's just like one of the better versions. Uh, anyways, that, the long and short of what I'm getting at is like, if if that option is there, great. I'm glad for people that want it. Um, I'm glad that also Microsoft announced like, don't worry, we're still going to release physical console versions. Like, Good. We can have the best of both worlds. You guys clearly got the money to keep throwing at that. Great. No, no complaints there. Um, you want to talk about the next item, or do you have a rebuttal? No, I. It, there will always be that back and forth. Um, but I think Microsoft and Xbox's philosophy of we we want to put our games wherever you want them is is the right move forward and i i think that yeah. is that is one of those things that just makes gaming more accessible and more flexible for people you know uh, yeah no i have no problem with like making it like it, the accessibility standard i just also want like the hard copy standard and and honestly, yeah, like, if, if, for, I want the bus. To, I, I'm being greedy right now. Yes. I'm saying, hey, if you guys want to make uh, the physicalized version also available, like online with a subscription, cool. That's great. That's awesome. I actually have no issue with that. My concern was like, if it's a digital only version and you can only access it with a subscription, like the Stadia model. Basically, I'm saying yeah. like the Stadia model needs to die in the fire. Is, is I agree, and the Stadia like. I think Stadia would be more, and I think this. I think we've talked about this, but I think honestly, Stadia would be more effective if it were a just straight Xbox Game Pass. You pay fifteen bucks a month, and you get access to the Stadia library. I would imagine that is more of a publisher decision, because I think that would eat the lunch of so many other sales. If it was like, hey. You get this gaming streaming service for fifteen mm -hmm. bucks a month, and it's all of these titles. 
that are curated across platforms and whatnot. Like I would imagine Google would prefer to do that and they just can't. Xbox... I mean, that's exactly what Xbox Game Pass does though. But Xbox has the benefit of they own a lot of the properties on there and then have okay. some of these relationships where they can kind of get that on. But, you know, Google... Well, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just saying Google has to work as an outsider in the game industry, quote unquote, with a lot of different publishers and say like, hey, we want to sell your game on our completely our streaming only platform. And I'm like, well, yeah, but no, so it's a money issue. That's all it is. It, and let's not say like what near trillion dollar company Google doesn't have the money to just say hey, uh, how much money do you think you're going to make in the next, like, two years off of this title? We'll just say Ubisoft. Oh, probably a billion dollars. Cool. Here's one billion dollars. We want to host this game on our service. How does that sound? And Ubisoft would be foolish to say, okay, yeah, sure. There's a, there's a Lillian dog in the background. Hi, Lillian. But uh, speaking of like outdated tech, Josh, this this topic I have like written here in my E3 notes. I just wanted to. This is just me rubbing it in, and I admit that I'm about to be a shitbag for just a second. Hit me, jo Josh. There were no VR games announced at E3. I'm just, I'm just throwing that stick of dynamite out there. I think. I think it's very dead. Like VR gaming. I think the VR experience is still there like i went to an arcade but didn't uh, i just i thought i just saw like a, somebody announced as like a new vr headset not that long ago uh there's a new version of oculus but it's also weird you need you absolutely need a facebook account to use oculus well yeah, that's we... that's weird to me i don't like that and I, I do want an Oculus, but I, I don't know how I much mean, of a I mean, Facebook owns Oculus, so of course that was going to happen. Yeah, like, I know they said right. that that wasn't going to happen, but, like, come on. <laughs> that was always going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, no VR games announced. Like, the PlayStation has a VR headset, PlayStation VR, and they didn't announce one. Not even support for it. I don't think RE8, like Resident Evil 8, the newest game, is supported on VR headset. Actually, I'm going to look that up right now. Resident Evil 8 VR. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Resident Evil 8 in VR. Oculus. Resident Evil 8 VR isn't happening. Um, th that can't be right. Uh, uh, apparently, you have to force it through? Is there VR support? Does it have VR support? Can you play it in VR? Okay, so... No. The answer is a quick no. There's no... There, there's a way to do it. You're basically forcing it, but there's no easy way to make um, VR happen on Resident Evil 8. The newest first-person horror game, which Resident Evil 7, I'm told, thrives in VR, but they're like, nah, we're, we're done. So... I don't know, man. I think it's gone. I, I I think you could put the nail in the coffin with with the lack of support with like the latest horror game. Who wouldn't? If you have a VR headset and you want to take advantage of it, who wouldn't want to see giant vampire lady in VR? This was their <laughs> chance to maintain it. <laughs> that is fair. Without, 
That is fair. Without it, it is D-E-A-D dead. Dead. Um, I, that, that's all I wanted to put forward with that. Uh, I, I, I did see VR experiences because the only game I would buy a VR headset for would be Beat Saber. But I have not justified myself spending $400 for just a copy of Beat Saber yet. But I do like Beat Saber. I've played it at arcades. It is fun. If you have a VR headset, you should get Beat Saber if you haven't already. Let's face it, you already have it, because it's one of the very few games that you could buy on VR. Um, okay. You know, I, I do feel like this uh, this podcast is coming to an end, um, but, but, but there's one alarming thing, and... Oh, I got, I got two more games I want to talk two about. Two more games, right? okay. Just two more. Okay. Hit me up. Okay. Uh, if I can only pick two of this giant list, one... Elden Ring, the next Dark Souls-type style game, Souls-like game. Uh, Mike said to go ahead and put this on the dispatch. In all caps, Elden Ring! Um, I, I have done that. I have done my bit. Uh, it, it's another Souls-like game by Frontsoft. It looks good. It has a scripted story written by George R.R. R. Martin. Uh, coming out in 2022, the trailer looks great. And finally, uh, oh man, if I had to pick one more game to pick on here. Okay, you know what? Let, let, let's go for it. Josh, do you like Final Fantasy? Um, I've, I've been known to uh, in, enjoy uh, the fantasy that is the last one. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, did you see the trailer for Final Fantasy uh, Stranger in Paradise? No, I did not. Okay, you should watch that trailer. It is just three dudes hunting for the big bad of the first Final Fantasy game, whose name is Chaos. And the main character, his his whole shtick is I hate I hate the guy Chaos. And he every single scene is like, Where's Chaos? I'm hunting Chaos. I'm here to kill Chaos. And it's like, oh, oh no. He's super one note. And it is a uh it is a ninja theory game, I think it is. I'd have to double check that. Don't quote me on that. It, it's an action game. It, it, it's an action platformer game, much like Devil May Cry, uh, where the guy is very pissed off that chaos exists. The, the bad guy chaos. So is it like a retelling of one? Is it a? Is it just like? Is it just like a new experience using the I characters have... of verse? Because honestly, Apparently... this is also this is also making me think like, how have we gone this long? Without, like, yeah, we've had some refreshes of some of those early Final Fantasy games, but how have they not, like, really done remakes of, like, the first six Final Fantasy games? Oh, crap. Now I have to talk about that. There was an announcement of a a pixel remaster of the first six Final Fantasy games. And all they did was they showed a, I'm not kidding you, 30-second trailer of pixel art in the background... And they said, we've done a pixel refresh to all of these games. And it's like, is that it? Is that all you did? You mean the games that have already kind of been refreshed and put on phones over the last, like, ten years? Yeah, and I I was like, I I didn't know how to take that. Uh, like, I would love... Okay, do what you did to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Do that to Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> That's asking yeah. the moon and back. Yes. I <laughs> 
I want to see somebody in fucking HD suplex a goddamn train. <laughs> Saban does suplex command on a train in 1080p, 60 frames per second. Yeah, who doesn't want to see that? Absolutely. I'll even just take... Yes, I want that, but I'll just take, like, Steam and Switch versions of... One, like, give me the Switch versions of 1 through 6. Oh, uh, that, that's that's part of that announcement. Okay. The, the Pixel remaster. Uh, so I guess it's just that. It's just cleaning up the art. It To me, it's like, it's you didn't really clean it up so much as you just made it slightly different. Um, it's like, it's, oh, hey, you're going to play... You're going to go from playing it on a three and a half inch screen on an iPhone four and a Samsung galaxy S three to like a six or eight inch screen on a tablet or your switch. So it it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, okay. The, the last one I want to talk about for real is like metal slug tactics. I like metal slug games. They're fun. There's a tactics version of it coming out. It looks great. Oh, and, and, and squeezing this in right under the finish line, like Georgie LaFour is sliding under the doors. Um, Hades is coming to PS4, PS5, and all the Xbox consoles. The Hades Game of the Year edition. So if you have not played Hades yet, you should definitely play one of uh, Unscripted Gaming's Game of the Year. Hades. Josh, you beat Hades, didn't you? Um, I, I have not, like, 100%ed it, but I did, like, I killed Hades and, like, you know... I, I think I got, like through half of the completion runs to like see what happens so i need i need yeah you, you have you have to kill hades nine times and then you get the the actual ending of the I game i think i've done it like four times so i mean good news he doesn't get okay i don't know if this is a spoiler or not he doesn't get any more difficult with each time that you kill him like the runs don't get any more difficult they're just like yeah just do it it's nine it's times. mostly the fact that i lost access to the switch you know, because my, oh, my yeah, it's be, it, it, it's it is it is a machine. it is an Animal Crossing machine more than anything. <laughs> um, uh, you, you say that, and I can hear Animal Crossing being played in the living room from here. <laughs> uh, I keep hearing the wahoo um, uh, type of noise. The the last thing I'll say is like honestly, okay. the, the only thing I really other noticed, and again, this is uh, still trying to catch up on everything. Being Metroid drunk is like. Wasn't a lot of Sony news that I recall hearing. Um, huh. You're right. Weird, right? Like, you know. You, you you bring up an interesting point. I think they're busy trying to actually sell a PS5. As someone that actually wants a PS5, I'm unable to get one still. So maybe they should work on yeah. that before they keep announcing games for the PS5. Well, that is like, matter- you know... I- at what point does does Sony start to go down the path that Xbox does? Like, are they in those kinds of discussions and discovery that Xbox has been over the last few years of, like, making their stuff more available? Or are they going to just double down on, like, we are a, a console company, like... You know, and maybe this is a the discussion in in a few years, but like, when you go quiet like that, and you've got your competitor going like, "Yo, we're gonna be on TV soon," I don't know. I th- I think Microsoft is doing the smart thing in that 
they are in the business of helping their games get made and just giving you the ability to access it because i will gladly not buy an xbox series x but i have subscribed to uh the xbox game pass anytime i wanted to play one of their games like control i played in completed that recently i don't have an xbox i did have an xbox one i sold it after i beat a couple halo games on it yeah. but yeah xbox game pass i keep subscribing to for different games Oh, yeah, I guess we would be remiss to not say this. Uh, Starfall, got, uh, Starfield, I'm sorry. Bethesda announced that game. It has a 2022 release date, November 11th, 2022. I mean, 2021? Was it 21 or 22? One of the two. Uh, it, it's an Xbox exclusive, but it's also a PC exclusive, so just play it on that. Hey, hey Ray, uh, you, all, you, you, you kind of ruined my, um, my segue, but I want to do it anyway. Okay, go for a segue. You know other things you should be subscribed to? Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Unscripted gaming. Mm-hmm. All over the internet. You know where you can find it? First and foremost, unscriptedgaming.com. But you can get us on YouTube. You can get us on the Facebook at Unscripted Game Podcast. You can get us on Twitter at Unscript underscore gaming. You can get us on SoundCloud. Stitcher, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcast, get us in your ears, get us in your eyes, get us under your fingertips. Make sure you're here for when we do actually get Sony news, maybe someday, eventually. <laughs> and also, definitely be subscribed because in a few short months, you're going to have a lot of Metroid content, like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of Metroid content. So get ready for that. Mm. Thank you for listening to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Josh. Uh, my name is Ray. Peace. I'm going to remember to press the button this time. Ha <laughs> ha.